Welcome, friends. Question for you. What if the key to understanding organizational risk wasn't in the boardroom, but instead in those unexpected whispers and chance encounters in the hallway? Join us as we reveal the untold secrets of unconventional influence. Are you ready? Well, let's go. Welcome to Audit Bites, the podcast that helps auditors become awesome. Join us for bite-sized info and education to excel in your auditing career. Well, all right. Welcome, friends. To another episode of Audit Bites. This is episode number 51, The Power Shift. Auditors find gold in cubicles, not corner offices. So just remember, Audit Bites is the only live podcast where we talk about auditing. It is also the place where we help auditors to become awesome. You can catch past episodes like Board Governance Gone Wrong on your favorite podcasting platforms or on my website, thatauditguy.com. I can see my man Clarence is already here. He says, greetings. I hope everyone is doing well. Clarence, good to see you, man. I am glad that you are here. So question for everyone. What if the key to understanding organizational risk wasn't in the boardroom? You see, we take great strides and make great efforts to get to know the CEOs, the CFOs, and all of the executives in our organization. And now, that is a good thing, don't get me wrong, but what if the key to actually understanding the organization's operations was not in the boardroom? Again, I get it. Everyone wants to meet the CEO. We're told that the path to success is all about who you know. And again, don't get me wrong, knowing the key players in your organization is important, but as auditors, our job is to assess processes designed to achieve the mission, vision, goals, and objectives established by those executives. And to that extent, focusing too much time on them does not give us the understanding that we need to evaluate processes. Now, I know what you're thinking. What in the world is he talking about? So let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. At one time in my career, I was a chief audit executive. Now, we had really good relationships with most people in the organizations where I worked. In one particular organization, most days, my assistant and I would have brief conversations with the custodian, the woman that was in charge of cleaning our office space. But one day she came in and she seemed really off. So we asked her what was wrong and she really didn't respond, but she began testing us. For example, she asked me, she said, now your job is to check up on things that are happening at this organization, right? And I said, well, yeah, to a certain extent. And I explained to her what it is that we did. She left that day, came back the next day, still looking kind of troubled. And so we asked, what's wrong? Now, this day, I guess she felt a little bit more comfortable with us. And what she said was, listen, 
the maintenance crew, they're stealing copper. You know, copper is in the metal. So for those of you who don't know, you can sell metals, copper, silver, gold, and you can get cash for them. And so what she was alleging is that they were taking the copper that was used in operations and then was going to be scrapped and they were selling it. So we did a small cursory review and we found that there was some merit to what she was saying. But before we went too far into looking into it, I went and talked to the CFO and I told the CFO what was happening and she told me to hold off. She said she wanted to go and talk to her people. Now, at this point, I was thinking, but wait, we have something here that's possibly criminal. We should probably look at it. However, because I had a good relationship with the CFO, I said, "Okay, go ahead, talk to your people and then let's come back to the table and discuss it. When she went and talked to her people, she discovered that they actually were taking the copper to a local recycling plant, and they were getting cash for the. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is criminal. Somebody needs to investigate this and someone needs to go to jail. But just hold off just one moment. Hold off one moment before you prosecute and persecute. The reason that they were doing this is shocking. But before I tell you the reason, My man Clarence said, I've seen that before during an audit. And then Clarence also says they had no policies in place. Now, Clarence is also saying he didn't receive the items. So Clarence actually won our giveaways that we have on the show sometimes. Hey, Clarence, let me check the shipping because I know that they've been shipped. I get notifications when they've been shipped. So let me check and see where they are in transit. So, so now we're at a point in the story where one of the cleaning people, one of the custodians has come to us and said, people are stealing copper. We went and looked into it. People were actually taking copper to a local recycling plant and getting cash for it. I talked to the CFO about it. The CFO wanted to talk to her people. Her people admitted to doing it. And the reason that they were doing it is going to shock you. But before I tell you why they were doing it, let me invite you to, ah, well, this is not showing up the way that it's supposed to. I want to invite you to a summit. The summit is called the Talk Audit, Talk Business Think Audit Summit. It's going to be Sabine Charles and myself. And in this summit. Sabine is going to teach you how to talk like business leaders. And I'm going to teach you how to think like auditors. Now, this summit is going to be, oh, wow. All right, you guys, give me one moment because the graphic that you are supposed to be seeing on screen is not showing up. And I don't like that because it's a very nice graphic that you probably want to see. So here's what we're going to do. I am going to fix that on the fly. And while I'm fixing it on the fly, I'm going to talk to my man, Clarence, again. Clarence is saying he has not received his items. Clarence, I'm going to check on that for you, my man, because like I said, they have been shipped. So I will check to see where they are in the shipping process. 
So if they have been shipped and you have not gotten them, we need to check with the postal service. And I'll do that because I have a tracking number for you. All right. So let's try this again and see why that graphic is not showing up for you guys. Let's try this again. All right. Now, you all should be seeing the graphic for Talk Business Think Audit. Again, it is Dr. Sabine Charles and myself. And what we're going to do is talk about a talk in the language of business leaders while also thinking like an internal audit professional. I have dropped the link in the chat to the page describing the summit and allowing you to register for it. Now, if you've ever seen Dr. Sabine Charles, you know that she is a dynamic individual who knows what she is talking about. She has this methodology called MeQ. You need to understand the emotional intelligence behind ourselves and others. This is what she is good at. If you've seen me, you know, oh, I mean, I'm that audit guy, right? So we talk all things audit. It's going to be February the 6th, and we'd love to see you there. By the way, Clarence just gave me an update. He said he actually has them. Sorry, Clarence, I was reading what you were saying wrong. Now, Clarence said the time that he saw this, the employees were using the money for a cookout. Really? <laughs> Wait a minute. So so the employees, they they actually took some precious metals or whatever it was, took it to the salvage yard, got some cash and used it for a cookout. Was it a cookout for the employees? And why were they using it as a cookout? Why were they using the money for a cookout? I, um, I'm really curious to know why they were using it for a cookout. So now. Let me tell you why the people at this organization were taking metals to the scrapyard, getting cash, and then taking that cash. Let me tell you exactly why they were doing it. So one, they didn't party with the money. But here's why they were cashing in on copper. They actually kept most of the money in the department. And when they did use it, they used it on activities to boost employee morale. So they used it for like Christmas parties or if someone was having a hard time and just needed some cash, they would take that cash and actually give that money to an employee that was in need. So now they figured since they were using the money internally in the department, that everything was OK and that it wasn't really, quote unquote, stealing. Now, the CFO. When she found out about it, she took what money they had left, set up an account for them and developed some policies and procedures around how that money should be accounted for. And she left it with them to be used at their discretion. I think this was a good thing. And I think that this was um, an interesting way to end what could have been an investigation. 
So you're probably wondering, why in the world is this important, especially to the topic that I'm talking about today? Well, here's why it's important. We probably would have never discovered this if it not been for our relationship with what some people now know are the forgotten workers in an organization. You see, those administrative workers and those support personnel, they have important roles within organizations. And, and as a matter of fact, they are actually closer to the heartbeat of what's really going on in an organization than most of us. They are very close to the heartbeat of an organization. Now, don't just take my word for it. There's an article in the Wall Street Journal from uh, last week. It's titled Firings and Viagra, What Your Office Janitor Knows. I would highly suggest everyone read this article. But in the article, it starts with the following sentence. They've, over, they've overheard talk of imminent firings, extravagant personal expenses, and unprescribed Viagra use. The people who toil in low-profile support jobs often know a lot about exactly what's happening inside your company. As a matter of fact, one assistant said, and I quote, she sometimes knows more about executives' health and relationships than their family members do, which can put her in tight spots. But she always safeguards the secrets of her past and present bosses. It goes on to say, at minimum, they see sides of people that most others don't. For example, a custodian at a major research university told them that he was once tickled to discover while vacuuming that a noted professor watches the real housewives. And on another instance, he slipped into a conference room to empty the trash and noticed a faculty member appeared to be picking his fantasy football league instead of taking notes. This article also cautions everyone to be careful about what you say when others are present. And while I do agree, there are ways to use, and while I do agree with that, there are ways to use this information for the good of the company. As I said earlier, auditors are evaluators, and evaluations are only as good as the information that you receive. Let me say that again. Auditors are evaluators, and your evaluations are only as good as the information that you receive. And so we owe it to our clients to get the most accurate information. And I'd argue that the most accurate information is very far removed from the boardroom. It is with low-profile support employees. So now let me ask you all, the situation that I just described, has this ever happened to you? Clarence, have you ever had a similar situation where you found out some information from one of those lower-level employees and that information happened to be extremely valuable to you in monitoring, managing, and auditing processes. Anyone else that's listening, has this ever happened to you? Have you gotten information from a lower-level employee that actually helped you to do your job better? 
since there's a lag, I'll wait a little bit for some answers to come in. So this is episode number 52 of Audit Bites, where we're talking about the power shift. Auditors find gold in cubicles, not in corner offices. When it comes to conducting audits or gathering information within the organization, talking to frontline support employees like secretaries, custodians, IT support personnel may not be the first thing that comes to mind. However, what we're going to talk about next are a few reasons why reaching out to these individuals can be quite beneficial for your job function. Reaching out to these individuals can be quite beneficial for your job function. So let's just jump right in. First reason is insider knowledge. Now, we're not talking about secrets here. We're not talking about getting dirt on people. That in and of itself would not be ethical. But you see, low profile support employees often have a unique perspective on how things actually operate within the organization. They interact with various departments and personnel on a daily basis, giving them valuable insights to potential risks or areas of improvement. To demonstrate the importance of these employees, does anybody remember when recently, I think it was last week, NFL running back Derrick Henry gave a shout out to the Tennessee Titans cleaners and cafeteria workers during a season ending news conference. It went viral on social media. These employees are extremely important to any business enterprise. Now, I'm not only talking about now, I'm not only talking about just cleaners, but rather people in lower level roles with no direct or indirect responsibilities for operational processes. So that brings us to our next point. These individuals will oftentimes give you unfiltered feedback. Unfiltered feedback. Now, you're wondering, what do I mean by that? Low profile support and administrative employees may feel more comfortable sharing honest opinions compared to higher ranking executives. Even your mid-level managers have been, quote unquote, trained what not to say to internal auditors. Let's be honest. Many managers tell their people exactly what to say when we come in to audit. This is an injustice to all people involved in the process. But these particular employees that we're talking about today tend to be more direct and more honest. In many of my roles, executive assistants and mid-level managers would often call on me and confide in me. And most times it wasn't anything malicious. They just wanted a listening ear. I'll give you one example. I had one client who had problems getting budget approval for a new system. Every time she talked to her boss, she was shot down. And she was very open with me about her frustrations. But after we talked about it, we realized that most of it was actually her fault. Much of it was in the way that she presented material to her boss. So we worked on her. We worked with her to create a non-emotional business case. And guess what? She actually got the funding for the system that she needed. So, so. Low profile 
supporting administrative employees often feel more comfortable sharing their honest opinions. They do it in an unfiltered way and you get more of an accurate depiction of the organization. But our third reason why it's important to talk to these people is they have a close connection to the company culture. They have a very close connection to the company culture. Now, what do I mean by that? Low profile support and administrative employees contribute significantly to the overall workplace atmosphere, and they can also influence the organization's culture at a grassroots level. Let's just be realistic. In most organizations, there are essentially two different cultures. There's the marketed culture. This is who we think we are. And then there's the actual culture. Ideally, you'd like for these two cultures to align, but they don't always align. And these people that we're talking about today are closer to the cult, to the actual culture than almost anyone in the organization. When you look at how people treat the quote unquote lowest level people in their life and at work, that shows you what the true culture is and what their true character is. I'll give you an example. I worked for one organization where for years the CFO would give Christmas bonuses and different perks to all employees whose salary was below a certain amount. She often walked around and talked to people. She held a lot of up close and personal town halls. Now, this is the same CFO that I was talking about earlier. The culture at this organization was really good and it showed through the people. However, when an organization is really, really bad, you can oftentimes start at the lowest level personnel and make your way up. And that's when you really get a true understanding of what the true and accurate culture is. So the next thing that you want to do, the next reason to leverage these personnel while performing audit engagements is because they have limited strategic decision making. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's probably a bad thing. You want to talk to people who are involved in the strategy. Well, you do, but you also don't want to neglect the people who are responsible for executing the strategy. So just hear me out for just one moment. Hear me out for just one moment. Engaging with low profile support and administrative employees can provide insights into how strategic decisions actually affect day-to-day activities. I'll give you an example. I worked for one organization where the executives had brokered this huge deal with another company. It was a strategic partnership. It was supposed to bring in millions of dollars in revenue. And while it did do just that, The operational processes that the people put in place on the back end to make the deal happen cost the organization millions to a point where the profit margins were so small, we weren't really sure if the deal was actually worth it. Now, executives were so far disconnected from the actual operational processes, they didn't understand the expense side. And when they did get a good understanding of it, they rethought the entire deal. So 
People who have limited strategic decision-making authority oftentimes are the ones charged with executing to make those strategic decisions become operationally a reality. And oftentimes, inadvertently, an executive can put undue strain and stress on personnel to a point where the strategy may not have been worth it to begin with. Now, on the flip side, you may find out that everything is running smoothly operationally and that your margins may actually be wider than you thought. But if you never engage with and approach these personnel, you'll never find out. I see we got a hand clap or two over here on LinkedIn for what I just said. Thank you for that. I I do appreciate that because, you know, it lets me know that, well, at least we're on the same page here. At least we're on the same page here. So now, our fifth and final reason to network with low-profile support and administrative employees is that there is an immediate impact on productivity. When you engage with them, they are directly responsible for executing processes. What do I mean by that? Listen, the effectiveness and efficiency of low-profile and support employees in carrying out operational processes influence the direct success of the business. And let me give you an example of what I mean by that. At one point in my career, I had a client that was an insurance company and they had huge problems. I won't get into the details. However, after two weeks on the job, I found one individual who was a computer programmer that literally had the answers to all the problems. She had actually mapped out how to code it and how to fix it all. And so when I asked her, well, why haven't they fixed the problem if you have the answer? What she said shocked me. I was appalled. I was upset. Here's the issue. She was their computer programmer. She knew about three to five different programming languages. However, she didn't have an undergraduate degree and she didn't have a master's degree. And so the people in the organization did not take her seriously. She had been screaming about this problem for the last three years is what she had told me. I was stunned by this. Because to me, it doesn't matter where the information comes from as long as it is good information. So as a consultant, I partnered with her. She essentially did all the work to fix the problem. I communicated the results to management and gave credit where credit was due. Here's the other thing, though. They wasted a bunch of money on me. I mean, realistically. Now, I say that a little bit tongue in cheek because essentially my job really was not a consultant to solve the problem. I was a mediator in this particular instance. However, her job had a direct impact on the productivity of several processes throughout the organization. Her job, which she did very well, and if they had listened to her, would have also saved the organization from having to hire a consultant to come in from the outside and look at operations, because I was not an internal auditor in this particular instance. So, your low-profile support 
and administrative employees are extremely important to you as an internal auditor. Here are five reasons why, one, they have insider knowledge. Two, they typically give you unfiltered feedback. Three, they have a close connection to the company's true culture, not the culture that's on marketing and advertising slicks. Four, they have limited strategic decision-making ability. So the strategies that are thought up, they are responsible for executing. Five, their work has an immediate impact on the productivity of the organization. So listen, you all, this has been episode number 52 of Audit Bites. What I want to tell you is don't hesitate to strike up a conversation with those friendly faces walking around your workplace. They hold a wealth of information and they are just waiting for someone like you to tap into it for the betterment of the entire organization. Episode number 52, The Power Shift. Auditors find gold in cubicles, not corner offices. If you like this episode, please send it to a friend. Better yet, go to Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to us. Give us a five-star review. I think we're worth it. Don't you? So with that said, I want to thank you all for joining me on this episode. And We'll see you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Audit. Thank you for watching this episode of Audit Bites. If you receive value from this podcast, do us a favor. First, tell other auditors. Second, give us a five-star review. And finally, talk to Robert about training your auditors. Our contact information is on our website, www.thatauditguy.com. It's also where you will find our course catalog, on-demand courses, a kick-butt blog, other podcasts, Robert's best-selling books, and last but not least, audit merch. That's right, we have audit hats, shirts, mugs, and more. Thanks for watching and listening. See you next episode.